Anybody uh, when they when they played Halo Three, check in on their uh, check in on that old thirteen year old KD ratio you had on your <laughs> Xbox Live account. Anybody want anybody want to fess up? Because mine was not up to my current twenty twenty standards. Mine was point nine one. It's not hey, terrible. It's a, you know, in, it was 2007. You had baby hands. Yeah. You didn't have true gamer reflexes like you do now. It's true. Um, I know you've been, bud, I know you've been working hard. I know you've been doing your wrist exercises. Mm-hmm. Um, Justin, you look like you have a shameful confession vis-a-vis your KD race. <laughs> I, I don't even monitor it. It's about the love for the love of the game. For the oh. listener, Justin slipped on his gunner glasses right now, so we yeah. know that he's he's playing for keeps. Yeah, whenever he puts those on, his KD race increases by uh, a, a few good percentage points. <laughs> he's yep. also wearing a, a Hawaiian shirt, and the contrast is sending me places. Damn, Chris Dragon! Dragon <laughs> no, he looks style, good. Chris, he, that's my fucking no, brother, I, dude. It's fine. It's no, fu- you, you know, know what. <laughs> I have I have children now. The only KD I'm concerned about is being a killer dad. <laughs> the, the only the only KD I care about is my kid. <laughs> my kid who I love. I uh. love my kid. My name is Justin McElroy, and I'm ready to finish the fight. My name is Griffin McElroy, and I already done did finish the fight. My name is Chris Plant, and I wish we were talking about Destiny. My name is Russ Freshing, and I know the best Halo of the week. Welcome back to the besties. Welcome home, if I may be so bold. Uh, usually, this is a game of the year show that goes all year long, a book club, but for video games, where we talk about the latest and greatest in interactive home entertainment. Uh, but for, while there is a brief pause, a brief respite from the new release calendar, we are dipping back into 2007 in a limited uh, miniseries. Uh, as all miniseries are limited, I suppose. Mm. Um, we are talking about the games of 2007. So far, we have talked about Portal, Bioshock, and Call of Duty Modern Warfare. You can go listen to those episodes if you so choose. But today we are talking about Halo 3. A Halo game. That's the third one. <laughs> yeah. It came after one, and more briefly, after two. Uh, um, can I give a little context yeah. about why people were so amped I, about Halo 3? I think it's important to give a lot, a lot, a lot of context about Halo 3 in this episode, because mm-hmm. like that is the, the stark contrast of how I remember this game and the lead up to it to like what I have been playing over the last week is like not the same thing at all. <laughs> okay, so Halo 1 comes out on the original Xbox. Uh, I want to say, what was it? 2000, 2001. 2001. And people were very happy about it, and it, it introduced multiplayer and all sorts of features, and the and the uh, campaign was a lot of fun, and people were jazzed about that. And then Big Halo open two- spaces. You could, like, drive vehicles. Oh, yeah. These, these were kind of, like, fresh new things. And more importantly, it, like... Microsoft exists as a gaming entity today because of of Halo One. It was a a it esta- I feel like it established the term mm-hmm. killer app for the Xbox. It was the reason that the Xbox survived in the landscape of of uh, you know PlayStation and, and and Nintendo. Absolutely. So like it is it is it was a very important game to this company. Yeah. We fast forward a little to Halo Two. <laughs> 
Yes, Halo indeed. 2, multiplayer, online. Halo 2, I played so much Halo 2. So much. In my college, I'm, I want, I'm not saying my drug dealers, I'm just saying a drug dealer's dorm room. And that to me is like, I felt like I got the true Halo 2 experience. I was surrounded by people smoking hookah. Um, they were drinking uh, the the predecessors to what is it? What is that loco? Uh, four loco. loco. Did you um, forget the, the number was, of locos? <laughs> this, this is like this is pre four loco. This is homemade four loco. Um, and uh, yeah, we and we would have like LAN on on the college network, and that was the dream. So whether or not Halo Two, uh, I don't I don't want to ever revisit it because experiencing it that way was precious to me yeah i do want to um, mention one thing bef- about halo 2 specifically because C- plant rightly has talked about the multiplayer and the online multiplayer which was groundbreaking it was incredible not the very first time there had been console online multiplayer but it was the first time they like someone nailed it it was xbox it was xbox lives like yeah real time to shine and xbox live was like transformative in how it made online multiplayer accessible to like every single person who had an xbox 360 totally i do though want to talk about the campaign of Halo 2, uh, which has moments. It does have moments, but it has a lot of fucking cool it moments. It does. I went back and watched a lot of cutscenes from Halo 2, but <laughs> but it ends in maybe the worst ending of a video game that I can remember. The basic uh, pr- basic idea is that you are fighting with the Arbiter Alien guy and Master Chief, and at some point you're fighting a big gorilla man because he's the bad guy for some reason, and then Master Chief is like we're gonna go to earth and finish the fight and the game fucking ends right it is there. it is not even a smash cut to black it's like kind of a weird awkward slow fade to black and you're like almost like a scene transition and then but then there's not any more video game after that no nope. uh because they they the game was like fairly rushed right like it came out in 2004 so they had three years uh, but you know they were developing for a new console, and so they basically had to cut out the entire final act of of the game. And so the campaign is famous for that. I will say, my excitement to replay Halo Three was based around my memory of certain moments from the campaign that I really dug and was really excited about. And in playing Halo Three, I remembered, oh wait, all those moments are actually in Halo Two. <laughs> the opening sequence of Halo Two rips. Yeah, it's, it's the one good. where you have to. I'm giving the Covenant back their bomb, and you jump out of a spaceship and like <laughs> ride a bomb into it. It's fucking rules. Uh, Halo Three, though, <laughs> knowing all this context now, right? We know where Halo Two ends. A question for you: Knowing now where Halo Three starts, would Halo Two's ending have been any better <laughs> if it instead ended with you falling into a forest and just walking through a forest for the first hour? <laughs> It's because not an hour. It is excruciating. That's a long mission. It is excruciating. The beginning of this game, again, like, I'm sure this looked great at the time. Uh, apparently it did, because I went back and read a lot of reviews, and people are high on this game. There are a lot I, of hundreds. I, I, I tens, think it still looks good. I think oh, it still looks you good. All are. The, what did you I think the environments on? actually get worse as the game goes on, I especially as you get into, like, Alien flying stuff. and vehicle segments, things get much less detailed and much less cool looking. But I think some of these earlier environments, like the effects and stuff, um, Wait, but you were you playing? You were playing the HD like remaster of it, correct, Justin? No, uh, the HD I guess remaster. I got that. I was playing on the Master Chief Collection. Yeah, yeah. so that that is Wait, up- upscaled. I didn't think that. W- I didn't think that was out. It's not no, out, it's out, out on, on PC. Xbox. It's not out on console. Oh, if, you play, if you're playing oh, it on see. Xbox One, you are probably playing the remastered look. Uh, okay. 
No, no, no. I was playing the Xbox 360, uh, whatever it is, classics, oh, okay. how you can play. So I, I played the Xbox 360 version and like, I don't know, it, the faces on that one looked pretty fucking busted. Uh, <laughs> yeah, the faces but, are not good. Um, yeah. I, I want to, I before we get into the game itself, I just, I want to continue to, uh, I don't think we can overstate, especially if you were working in the business at that time, like what a big deal the release of Halo 3 is, which I think is partially because of the cliffhanger ending yeah. of 2, where it's just like there's there was this massive ground, groundswell of like people really giving a crap about Halo 3 and like actually wanting to, the, the big tagline was, as we've talked about, finish the fight, and it was like they were pushing it everywhere and it was the, I think, the apex of like massive game marketing. I don't think yes. any game since has lived up to. Do you guys remember? I have a treat for you. I have a brief mm-hmm. treat. If you can oh, grant boy. me uh, forty-five seconds of silence, I wanted it to for our listeners that have not observed it. I have a classic ad for you that was a bigger <laughs> news story when it came out, like made more of a splash than the, the release of a lot of games do today. Some of you probably know what the ad is, but uh, let's listen in real quick. Can you tell us what you remember about the battle? We'd been fighting for a while. On the seventh day, we ran out of ammo. We had to scavenge all we could from the weapons that had been left behind. The pistols, shotgun rounds, a handful of grenades. Do you remember where you were? When Master Chief armed his grenade, I was in the back of an overturned warthog firing an M41. How did you manage to keep it together? We knew Master Chief was still in the fight. He gave us hope. That's the whole ad. That's the. It's just. That's a, the. Di- a, is it that that the diorama one? Yeah, where it's, it's like, like an, a, an old man looking at at a diorama of a battle, and like that ad, which is called Museum, like it is was like massive. I mean, it's like a mat. It was uh, gigantic, and it was also like serious. It was seriously mar- The game was being marketed as a serious like cultural event, and this is also if I, if I can say one more thing. This is also at a time where I think games were pushing harder for credibility and acceptance mm-hmm. than any other time period yep. that I can imagine. They wanted this to be treated like a gigantic movie release, and that's how it was marketed, and that's how it was being treated by everybody. And I think that that, like for Halo Three, it actually it, it actually worked. Just to contrast that, though, the other big marketing push that was going on around Halo Three. And the, thinking of this, like literally is a full-blown synesthetic sensory overload for me, was fucking Mountain Dew Game, Game Fuel. Fuel. Yeah, a <laughs> limited 12-week run of this citrus cherry-infused uh, bright red Mountain Dew drink that came in a like full Halo 3 wrap can. And I think that was the dawn uh, of Game Fuel, right? Like that was the first time. It was, it was the fr- yes. yes. That, that is the where they Fuel. introduced yeah. Game Fuel. And it... Uh, Man, can I say something? I'd fuck up a Game Fuel right now. Yeah, I'd fuck up a Game Fuel for sure. And I was actually so excited about uh, Halo 3 that I just bought Game Fuel just to feel yeah. closer to, uh, it was to the, the Chief. The biggest game, like the biggest game release ever. The biggest, it was the, biggest, the, biggest. the first, okay, first, first midnight launch I can remember going to. Like it was huge, 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 huge. And again, like 
looking back at the critical response, it is flawless, like literally flawless. And I know that we have like the privilege of 13 years of like more fucking games coming out or whatever, but the, uh, and, and I've been and, playing and a lot of 2007 games in the past and we've been couple playing months. A lot, that's fair. <laughs> uh, and also I think we have to state that like the big thing about Halo three was the multiplayer, the yeah. forge, which was the complete like multiplayer level creation tools, game creation tools, griff ball, uh, like it's whole a whole different sort of Rocket League esque sport that came out of the Forge. Like it was so huge, the multiplayer Griff was huge. Ball is and what have... Griffin called Halo Three multiplayer. Yes. I don't know. <laughs> he insisted. I know that's confusing. Uh, and and we have, I think, fair to say, limited access to yeah. Halo Three multiplayer. Or at least I did playing on the Xbox Three Hundred and Sixty version. I got into like three games, uh, and it was it was not like peak Halo. Uh, so keep all that in mind when I say that I think the campaign sucks a big pile of dog shit. I <laughs> really didn't like it at all i thought I, it was not fun the second mission of this game is you are in this uh, military compound and the covenant attack and you're in this comms room like this central comms room and uh the the admiral or whatever is like oh you got to go and get get us uh, uh some safety you got to save some guys in the hangar so you run through some hallways and you shoot some guys and you get to the hangar and kill all the covenant in there and they're like oh okay come on back to the comms room and i'm like is there a teleporter you, you actually want me to fucking just walk just through call? these imp- literally for several minutes just walking through empty hallways back to the comms room like stepping over all the corpses yeah and then it's like okay now you have to go up to uh the 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 crew quarters and save some people there okay do it and no fucking kidding now go right on back to like three times they make you do this and it is not fun it is the opposite of the warthog escape sequence like that is in these halo games every time it is like conceptually on the opposite and I, i couldn't stop thinking like what the fuck were they thinking? This is terrible design. I think the big thing, and, and this reference is what you were just talking about, the crazy thing that I did not remember until I was replaying it is how fucking slow Master Chief is. He yes. is the slowest man alive, and I get it. <laughs> I, I blew armor. myself up with a grenade trying to push every button to figure out which one made him run. <laughs> True story. I slowly walked into a grenade as I tried to figure out, like, certainly one of these buttons. And also, how I did not remember how slow he was and how fucking high this dude jumps. <laughs> yeah, he's he got does ups. have hops, though. <laughs> So that's the, and I think that's why this game feels so dated to us. That is like a big part of it because the gunplay is fine. Like the guns feel fine. Uh, Most of them at least feel okay. Um, Graphics obviously have aged not great, but that's reasonable. It's an old game. But the actual movement makes everything else in the game feel so slow. And we're so used to at this point, you know, Bungie's made a lot of games since this game came out and in every game they have improved on the core 30 second loop of gameplay that they've been making yes. for shooters so this is like going back and like eating a raw cookie after you've just had like a milano like th- this is on its way but it's in the middle of the process that we are now familiar with. like the end result is at this point destiny 2 which is like speedy and uh, you know very vertical. Like you've got good in every yeah, way, like mechanically just, good in yes. every way. So I, I think like that that goes back to what Griffin was saying with like that that dang second stage where you're just running through the hallways. I think you can feel them fumbling towards destiny or like what they wanted to eventually accomplish. 
but yeah. they just there was no precedent for that. I mean, this yeah. was the first Halo game that had four player co-op in its campaign and right. it also had like the score attack mode in that. Yeah, you had two player uh co-op in Halo oh. 1 and Halo 2. Got it. Yeah, that's true. Um, yeah. So, you had this like score attack mode where you could play with four friends and then you could also like go for like score runs to compete even though you're kind of playing together and it was starting to toy with that and it wanted to start you know mess looking at like not open worlds but i mean for you know i don't i don't love the first stage but it, it, these are big spaces like, yeah it's a series of like big open interesting when you sort spaces. of get to that base you have that like overwatch of that like big ba- it's it was pretty you i remember of, yeah of destiny yeah. in that um and and there's all these other things they're experimenting with i don't know if you remember the infection multiplayer mode we're like some of the players start out as zombies. Oh, yeah. And they have uh, energy sh- swords or whatever. And then right. um, every time a, a human player gets killed, they become a zombie and last human alive wins. That's so standardized in, like, shooters now. Yeah. I, I, yeah. And there's the Forge map editor. The other thing that um, is in here is you, it was automatically saving game footage from campaign and multiplayer. And it had a like an oh, actual right. cloud storage for video and images and your Forge creations. And this is, like... You know, I believe pre Little Big Planet era, like this is the cusp of UGC. So the game, to its full credit, does a ton. Like yeah. Halo yeah. Three is a, an extremely important game. Unfortunately, it is the first to do most of these things, and as the first, it, you know, it's not Mario sixty four sort of thing. Like it's, <laughs> it, it doesn't just you know knock it out of the park on the first go. I want to stress that I, I I don't feel like we're being entirely unfair to specifically the campaign of Halo 3 because I went back and watched some some videos of uh, the the campaign of Halo 2 mm-hmm. and it starts with that sequence of you like receiving a medal of honor on board this spaceship that just gets fucked up by the by the covenant and like everything's falling apart around you like pretty cool level the whole new Mombasa sequence which is like the second yeah. big sequence in that game has the um the part where you're just driving the tank over the bridge and just trying to keep it alive the whole time. The sequence where you have to land on the two big walking spider tanks yeah, amazing. and blow them up from inside. Like, that that shit is very memorable. It really, really kicks ass. Uh, the, the first sequence that you have with the Arbiter, you're on this big Covenant uh, rebel uh, like mining station or something like that that's hanging over this huge desert on a single cable. And like everything that is, is happening, at some point you have to like cut the cable and everything's in free fall. Like those levels, once I watch them, instantly like I snap back to remembering how fucking cool it was so it's like it's it's not like uh we're looking back on it 13 years later and being like oh they didn't know how to make a campaign blah 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 they like halo one was full of discovery and um was so novel in the first place that like it 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 got by just on that halo 2 though had a cool campaign like halo 2 had a cool campaign with cool levels that didn't end which was not (laughs) ideal obviously but everything up to that point was pretty good halo 3 they had a lot more time with the engine with the console with everything and i i think it's just a case of um all the stuff that chris listed that was so important and so revolutionary like i think that maybe that got so much of the attention that just the, the 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 story and campaign of Halo Three was just not 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 there. Something that I did notice while I was playing and I was thinking about a lot is that in terms of a synergy between music and gameplay, I'm not sure that there have been many franchises that have done it better mm-hmm. than Halo. One thing that does is uh, people remark whenever you're around. 
like in a way that makes you feel like, you know what? I am the coolest. I'm the coolest guy. I'm the best guy. I'm going to do this <laughs> for America. Uh, but the themes that kick in, there are so many moments in this campaign where I was like, this is feeling cool. This is, a, this is a cool thing. I'm ready for it. And then the theme would swell and it would just like elevate it so much yeah. uh, with just like the, 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 the work that Marty O'Donnell did. Like really, 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 I think, gave it like an epic feel that and which is a term that's like really overused but i think really made moments feel like (laughs) awesome yeah um, in a way that i I don't think a lot of games nail um we don't have game many game themes that are anywhere near as memorable maybe the best game music like the best it's um, it's absolutely like i remember for two weeks before this game came out i was i would be just like washing dishes and in my head i'd start doing this (laughs) It's Halo 3, finish the fight, let's do it right, do it tonight, it is Halo 3, yes it is Halo, it is ha- I would have that on a loop in my head, like, there are very few game themes that, that can do that, that would still get me, like, amped in that Super way. Super Mario or- guy, hey, get those coins, and eat the guys, get the mushrooms, and get really tall now. It's also beautifully orchestrated. Yeah, um, there's sure. so much attention paid to the the instrumentation um, that really gives it a a, a really grand uh, epic feel. Yeah, um, I I do think part of the like di- uh, the distance between that moment, like those musical moments, where like the sh- the game really peaks and the actual game itself has to do with kind of a false promise that they made where like Halo 2 ends with this, we're going back to Earth, we're going to finish the fight. And all and the marketing. Like, all of the marketing. And all the marketing all was our, yeah. that. was like, you're on Earth, you're going to save Earth, including that ad that Justin played. And most of Halo 3, I don't know, about at least 50% of Halo 3 is like, I'm in an alien space station and I'm in a yeah. Covenant ship. And none of those levels are nice to look at like no one wants to be on that ship it's when jason Voorhees goes to new york you're like i can't wait for jason Voorhees or or the predator to go to new york and then they they spend most of the time on a boat or something yeah like really (laughs) on a boat in new york what struck me is uh the the arc is where most of this game takes place and it's like uh to uh, really condense a lot of halo lore the halo is this weapon of mass galactic destruction that will kill everything in the whole universe and it's this series of rings and they are operated out of this arc which is like the central facility that makes the halos that's where this game takes place it's like you know this one's for all the marbles i actually think that like the design of the like forerunner tech and like the forerunner like settings uh, of this game are really cool in the way that a lot of the uh, aesthetic and a lot of the art design of Destiny 1 and 2 have been really, really cool. And then I was struck with like the storytelling in, in Destiny, especially early on, like fell so flat, like fell so flat and the, yeah. it, the, the, the campaign like really did not light my fire. But you are surrounded by like all this cool shit and like all of this, all of these like kind of cool world building ideas that then like you don't necessarily get a great payoff for. And I felt like playing Halo 3, like I felt that in such a big way because I, I don't know. I, I, I actually really like the arc. I like all the Forerunner shit. I want to uh, I want to have I have two brief observations. Uh, one is, man, 
seeing 343 Guilty Spark again, you guys really, really, really just wanted to make more Halo, huh? <laughs> like, the ghost is the Guilty Spark. It's so weird that yeah. they find... I've complained <laughs> this before, but the idea that you would be like, we're finally free of the shackles! Let's do it again. Let's <laughs> take it from the top. Get that spark back. Floating um, orb, man. Yeah. Um, the other one, I... the um, As long as we're dumping... Uh, the fucking AI in this game of your partners oh, is yeah. so laughably horrid, but it, it but it is presented to you in a way where it's like, hey, if you want them to drive and you work the guns, <laughs> totally fine. They've got it. And they're instantly like doing donuts in a ravine like, sorry, chief. I don't know, bud. Like, OK, let me drive. All right. I'll shoot. No problem, chief blast into the sky like I'm circling a tank and you're not shooting the one thing maybe maybe um, if I had a sexy robot in my brain I could drive the car good the, that's why I almost always would get a ghost because at least then like I can drive and shoot at the same time uh, but anytime where I'm not the one driving it is laughably bad it is like really wild uh, how horrid the driving AI is it's bizarre that it's even an option for them to drive because they do not know where they're going <laughs> Um, do you guys like the vehicle stuff? Do you like like the the oh, yeah. I, I, the Hornet uh, stuff is really cool, I think. Uh, and I like, obviously, the tank still feels great. I still fuck around with the Warthog. Like, if a yeah. Warthog is ever available, as long as you're driving it, the what's funny is the AI, if they're on that cannon, they're fucking like snipers with that with that uh the chain gun in the back of that thing like they they are incredibly incredibly competent so it sounds like it sounds like justin had a different experience though it's target like deciding on targets oh like i want to be like the 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 priority got it is not the gigantic tank that's blowing us to hell it's the one grunt (laughs) who's just running behind us shitting his pants can we can we talk about the ending really quick uh I, yeah, I also really want to talk about multiplayer just for a yeah, second. Yeah, let me just... It feels like it'd be unfair not to... Not to totally. Play. Let me just briefly touch on the ending. The ending is fucking stupid. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> you show up, you're you're in like a snow land, and you end up in like the heart of this entire epic end of this trilogy, and there's 343 Guilty Spark, and granted, he is just a little floating robot orb, so I'm not expecting a, like a mech to rise out of the ground and have an amazing boss fight there. But as bad as and frustrating as the boss fight was in Halo 2, the Halo 3 end boss fight is him just floating around shooting one single laser at you and you step to the left and shoot him back with a laser and then you drive away. That's the ending. The, I, they they had obviously realized like you driving a warthog out of this exploding facility trying to like land on a spaceship to escape the last second. Like that escape sequence is classic right sure the boss fight with 343 guilty spark <laughs> after he just unceremoniously fucking blasts a hole in johnson who is like this <laughs> beloved character throughout the whole franchise I, I i thought that that was so tonally weird they like kill off a lot of characters in this uh game with like no yeah. real st- like taking Ooh. a moment to like stop and reflect on it and i read something about how they were like struggling to come up with the the, the, the story of Halo 3 and they had just seen uh, Serenity in theaters, the mm. uh, Firefly movie. And, oh my God. Uh, and, and, and I read Another this, real piece of garbage. And I read, ooh, wow, okay. Wow. Gonna unpack that. Uh, and I, I, I read this quote like, yeah, we, so we just had this idea of like, what if we killed some characters off? It's like, yeah, that's a great, that's a great starting point for, uh, <laughs> for, for your story because none of those deaths feel especially uh, impactful. Did any of you play any multiplayer during this? No. 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 I, didn't I, go back. I played a lot of it when time. it first came I out. I played a ton. Uh, 
I, uh, I I managed to get into some games playing on the original Xbox 360 version. There were 1,100 people playing. Wow. Uh, which wow. I love, but it because it has like fairly rigid skill-based matchmaking, nobody was playing like the free-for-all oh, uh, yeah. unranked stuff. I had to wait for quite some time, uh, so I only managed to get into a few games. As slow as the uh, single player feels, like as soon as I got back in that multiplayer, I was like, oh yeah, that's right. This is fun. I played Crazy King just like on one map that I instantly remembered and was like, oh, okay. I I, I get this now. Uh, shooting, it, playing this right after COD is interesting because you have to shoot somebody so much to kill them yeah. uh, in in this game. Uh, for, for all my problems with the, with the campaign, like it really only took a single match for me to remember like why I got so 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 deep into this game i wish i could dip back into the forge and like really relive some of those classics like the uh, people would build warthog obstacle courses uh yeah. like i would love to to revisit some of that shit oh do we all agree that um the the uh modern warfare is better than halo 3 the the campaigns Ooh, y- yes the campaign unquestionably definitely the campaign not a question but uh, the the like full product i mean that's like that's tricky because again like that's hard that's a more Halo contextual but i, th- I feel so like much. going back the i feel like the three i know we've only done first person portals like not technically a shooter i guess but um i feel like the other three have held up so much better than this yeah and i think um, that's because like if you look at games like call of duty and how it's evolved like it hasn't changed that much it was close like it was it, close. modern warfare was close to what like i i, I do not want to undersell like how much they have like uh fixed and innovated uh, sure. like the the many many teams who have worked on call of duty games like have done some cool shit the, but it's the, more nuanced the call of duty game. but but well yeah, it's more nuanced. The the bones are so visible, and they are still so good. The mm-hmm. the quick KD or the the, the quick uh, time to death like stuff like that game has a feel that was fairly well like ironed out. Right. Even even when Modern Warfare came out, Halo Three playing that in the context of how many the the hundreds of hours I've spent playing Destiny One and Two, I could not help but think like, wow, this is like ten percent of yeah. What they have, what they have, like they have done so much to this uh, since 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 Halo I, Three came. Out. I also just get the sense playing this game in pretty much I don't know like every Microsoft first party game since this game came out. Microsoft seems so afraid of letting its like biggest IP evolve to like it being a huge detriment. And Halo Three feels like more Halo in a lot of ways. Halo ODST and Reach feel like the last time that we saw somewhat experimentation. I think ODST goes one way in this like weird, jazzy, open world thing that doesn't quite work, yeah. but is interesting. Reach goes the other way in this big action set piece, you know, spectacular that does its own thing. And then we get back to, we get these like 343 Industries games of 4 and 5 that are just like back to the more Halo thing. And I'm not saying those games are bad. I'm just saying, boy, are they just more Halo. And Gears of War has this similar problem. I mean, the newest Gears of War, again, it it does a little bit more experimentation, but holy cow are these games loyal to whenever they first became popular. And I think they feel, I mean, like they, I have not felt the, the idea that I would not finish Halo 5 back in this era in 2007 would have been kind of unthinkable to me. But like I feel like you play a couple hours of those games and you like yeah get it <laughs> like yeah. you get it 
Uh, did anybody else? Was any? I know. Maybe we Infinite going, will be different though. That's Leaving what the door I, yeah. open for that. It, it feels I, I, like they didn't call it Halo Six. So, <laughs> but but at the same time, like I don't know. This game made me want to put out an APB on Halo Infinite. Like it's pretty <laughs> fucking weird that we don't know anything about Halo. It's Infinite, very weird. Yes? It's quite strange. It, okay. It, it, yeah. Everything I've I've heard about that game is like all over the place. Um, yeah. not necessarily in a bad way, but I think I think they you know once Destiny popped. Uh, I think there was a lot of soul searching, um, and I'm sure like a lot of internal debates of like, okay, but seriously, what are we gonna do with this franchise? Like, we have to do something. They just made it infinite. Piece of cake. They, we, yeah. That's true. They just they put an infinite on it. What's your guys' favorite um, Halo Three weapons? I'll give you two because you can dual you can dual wield and you can have one on your back. Uh, I really like the uh, the dual wielding SMG. Uh, just mm. like the human SMG oh, yeah. is, is pretty fun. Uh, and I mean, you can't really, what is the, the battle rifle? Uh, I forget what it has a cool battle a- rifle acronym. Yeah, okay. It's like the BR something. Yeah. I think the, the covenant carbine is very good. Um, and I like the, what, not the needler, but the other one that shoots like shards. That, oh, the spike, uh, the spike gun. Yeah. Spike, spiker. Yeah. The dual wielding spikers is, is great. Uh, needler and the hammer. Oh, oh, the hammer is quite good. Yeah. It's a fun hammer. Yeah, okay, well, good. mine's the needler. Is you can't beat it. It's just so fun. I mean, there's no aiming. And it's also fun. you just hold it down. What? Yeah, good, good. Exactly. Great. And my wife, when we were first dating, used to call it the Stegosaurus gun, and I have very fond <laughs> no. memories of that. Yeah. Um, there was a song, Stegosaurus gun is coming to get you. Stegosaurus gun. Oh yeah, man, that's two Halo song. T- two Halo. <laughs> <Mario>. <laughs> Where's the album? Listen, three four three, call me, baby. Yeah, I got two two original tracks just in this episode for free. Um, do we feel like it's time maybe to take a break and move on with our lives? Yeah. How does that? Yes. How does that grab y'all? Yes, please. You go get a phone. You just want a phone. Talk to your friends and family. You're not asking so much. Then you get these contracts, and you get ripped off because you got all this fine print, little details, and all of a sudden. They're sucking money out of your pocket like some sort of digital leech. You know, the contract may sound good uh, up front, but there's always some sort of catch. You know who's not going to do that to you? Not going to pull that nonsense? Mint Mobile. Their wireless plans, there is no catch. $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. Mint Mobile's secret sauce is that they cut out the cost of retail stores and pass those savings directly on to you. You're going to pay hundreds of dollars for, like, literal hundreds of dollars for your wireless plan? Or you want to have a nice, easy solution, save some, put the bucks back in your pocket, pay 15 bucks a month. Say bye to your overpriced wireless plan's jaw-dropping monthly bills. The unexpected overages sound familiar? To get this new customer offer and get your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month. Go to mintmobile.com slash besties. That's mintmobile.com slash besties. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash besties. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. This episode of the Besties is sponsored by Aura Frames. All right, so you know there are a number of people in your life that are not necessarily the most technologically savvy I'm sure immediately names jump to your mind. Those are the sorts of people that you would say, oh, maybe they would want a digital picture room in their house, but they wouldn't necessarily be able to like set it up and get it working and add new pictures and stuff like that. 
That is where Aura Frames comes in. It's a digital picture frame that allows you to basically upload any photos that you have directly to the frame. You don't need them to do any work. In fact, you could even set it all up before they even open the box. You have the account set up. You just have to connect it to their Wi-Fi. And once that's done, everything happens over the internet. So you can add new photos, you can do whatever you want, and it all works completely smoothly. I set it up for my grandmother, who's 95 years old. I set it up for my mom, who's 70 years old. And they both love their Aura frames and they love seeing the pictures and new photos of the family all being added without them having to do anything. So I'd highly recommend it. I'm really, really happy with it. And right now, you can save on the perfect gift that keeps on giving by visiting AuraFrames.com. For a limited time, listeners can get $20 off their best-selling frame with code BESTIES. That's A-U-R-A frames.com, promo code BESTIES. Terms and conditions apply. Y'all, you already know how much I love our sponsor of the week, Rocket Money. They make it so easy to get your personal finances on track, especially stop worrying about all these subscriptions that you have that you don't necessarily need. Keep the ones you want, get rid of the rest. Here's how it works. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. They'll even try to get you a refund for the last couple months of wasted money and negotiate to lower your bills for you by up to 20%. All you have to do is take a picture of your bill and Rocket Money takes care of the rest. That might sound too good to be true. I have tried it myself on multiple different monthly payments I have and it's worked, which is incredible and so much easier than getting on the phone with all these companies and trying to wrangle this yourself. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over $500 million in canceled subscriptions. So cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash besties. That's rocketmoney.com slash besties rocketmoney.com slash besties hey everybody welcome back uh we have no shortage of discussion about halo that you are you the 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 people are demanding and uh of course it is our pleasure to deliver chris let's talk about halo well we're not going to actually <laughs> none of the questions okay, about halo. <laughs> i'm just gonna pop perfect. up in the mail bag okay, honestly even better. If I could say that, it's like even better that we're not. Uh, open up the mailbag. Uh, from Mike. Imagine you are the owner of a cursed arcade machine, one which you can never get rid of and never turns off and is always in a prominent room in your home where it beckons to strangers who then ask you about it. What machine would you want it to be? Uh, oh, fuck. I, I mean, it would have to be a game that has a decent, like, splash screen. Right, yeah. like there's a, a lot of arcade games have silent splash screens for this like exact reason. Like the you know it shows the title, but there's no sound because if every arcade machine played like the theme song to the game as loud as possible, it would be a fucking nightmare. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, well, let me ask you: Would it be inappropriate to have that um, fortune telling lady that was in all the movie theaters asking for quarters? Would that is probably that, that would not be great. So. Yeah, uh, NBA Jam. 
<laughs> NBA Jam is where my mind went, but then I remembered that the um, when you left that game running or the arcade machine running, uh, all you would hear is just the sound effects of the basketball oh, yeah, game. Yeah, creepy. So you, like, I'm imagining sitting in my office and just hearing like... <laughs> <laughs> He's heating up. Like, I don't want that. I think I would want it to be Daytona USA. Just like so oh hear God. Daytona all day. All do you, night. Justin, do you ever think about the fact that the high school that we went to had a Daytona USA machine <sighs> in it? So good. There was like a it student almost rec made school worth it. Yeah, but not quite. But <laughs> not yeah, quite. man, you'd be eating in the lunchroom here, that thing echoing down the hallways. Uh, this is uh, from Centarius. It's been about a month and a half since Animal Crossing was released. Are any of y'all still fully invested in it? I, I am I am not, but I know some of you deeply are. No, not really. I mean, I've, I have probably put 200 hours into that game. Like, I've played it so much and have just kind of hit the point where I don't really... I, my approach to that game was so project-based, and now, like, I, I would spend a lot of time on projects. I built a, a green municipal power plant. That took me a while, and I finished that, and I was like, oh, I beat Animal Crossing. Cool. <laughs> I just don't really, until like some new stuff is added to that game, I just, I, I, I dip in every day to get my recipe, my free recipe, and that's about it. <laughs> I like that you're not still playing, but you're still logging in every day, so mazel tov, that's good. Yeah. Uh, I am still playing, but I am starting to get to that end point, because I've almost run out of free space on my island to do stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm working on, right now, a gnome garden situation. Uh, but yeah, I, I, it is a project-based game and I think you need to make your own fun with it. So I basically will like, Hey, here's an acre. I can do like a fun, like jazz nightclub or something like that. And, and again, I'm running out of acres. So, uh, oh, uh, I've got a question Uh, from Emma. uh, Oh yeah. Go um, ahead, Justin. And now I don't play it very much anymore. Oh, (laughs) okay. (laughs) Dynamite drop it. (laughs) My wife and daughter got into it enough that there was a lot of ecosystem stuff that I didn't want to get in mm-hmm. and like gobble up all the fossils and all the resources yeah. and and do my my chores. And without the chores there, I don't really know what I'm logging. I kind of like after KK Slider came, I was like, and I got terraforming. After I got terraforming, I was like, mm, okay, I kind of got everything I need out of this. Um, so I don't know. I I feel like they uh, uh, some more in. God, it sounds insane to say more in game content. <laughs> yeah, hardcore rating. Um, yeah, exactly. Slip those gunner glasses back on. <laughs> I do want to mention I uh, played over the weekend with my niece, who is six years old, um, and she has her own Switch, and she was playing at her house, and we were playing over FaceTime. And let me just tell you, convincing a six year old to buy something called a pocket organizer is very difficult. <laughs> I'm like, no, no, no. No, this is, the, you're gonna, you want this. This is more inventory space. And she'll be like, I have a garden. <laughs> and I'll be like, yeah, but don't you want to hold more flowers? She'll be like, no, I'm good. And that is infuriating. <laughs> Drag her, Russ. <laughs> yeah, get her, bud. Uh, a question from Emma. How did you guys meet? Oh. Justin? I, Whoa. I mean, I feel like you probably know. This, I mean, we all know it the best, but I, 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 I you and Griffin, you, you met each other through. Uh, oh God! Well, Griffin and weird. I have a family connection there, um, that because we're related, mm. so that one's easy. I'm trying to actually think. I feel like I don't think it, I met we, Russ and Chris until Polygon, like until we uh, had that first meeting at Polygon. At, at, in, I remember. 
I remember we hung out a couple times just seeing each other. I think, were you guys both at UGO? Yes. Yeah. yeah and I would see you guys at like uh, uh, events and stuff. Uh, but that was sort of where, that's like the earliest memory I have. Yeah. I briefly wrote reviews for Justin at Chester. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, yeah. There wasn't like a momentous thing. It was just because uh, obviously with Twitter and everything like that, like, you know, everyone in the industry sort of knows each other right. just kind of. Um, but yeah, and first time was probably, yeah, probably right. An event for Justin and, and Griffin. Uh, yeah. Dawn. Did, did you freelance for us, Russ? Uh, I think I wrote one, maybe one piece for joystick in between jobs at one point. Hmm. Yeah. Weird. And okay. then fresh and I met at UGO. At UGO. Yes. Many, many moons ago. Many, many, many. Uh, last question. Uh, this is from Kylo Ren. Um, <gasps> who is a better oh God? Who is a better kisser, Master Chief or Mario? Mario, this is Mario. This is it's Mario. Like obviously, uh, do we know that though? Do we know that because the, because Master Chief does take <sighs> off his helmet just because it's not shown in the that's game. That's dog shit. Listen, he doesn't shit. fucking. That's dog shit. He may take off his helmet from time to time, but like he's not making himself accessible. He may be able to deliver the single greatest smooch in the mm-hmm. entire fucking galaxy, but if he's not putting himself out there, Thank if you. he's not like making himself available, sort of physically and emotionally, then like what's it fucking? Why does it matter? He's not available. Like he's not like the, his closest relationship is a woman that lives in his brain and like you're never going to compete with that no. i mean you're not you're not gonna be able to compete with that level of intimacy problem problem though i think you're thinking of it from who would be better right but i'm thinking of it from, from who is less worse and i've heard that mario never washes his mustache so it carries okay, decades of food apocryphal stink. apocryphal this is <laughs> yeah. the apocryphal don't come in here bringing your like fucking uh, you know archive of our own bullshit in here. That's nothing. This and he he washes it every day. You know I'm thinking about though, I've never seen him kiss. I've only seen him be kissed by Princess Peach. Interesting. Wow. Man, maybe he doesn't understand how it works. Maybe that's why he gets so excited when Princess Peach kisses him because he's like, what the fuck did you just do with your mouth? That's crazy. It's also the height differential makes it very difficult for him to be the aggressor in that situation. The aggressor? <laughs> Maybe not the right word, but he would need a stool. Probably not, saying. almost certainly not the right word, I would say. Hachi machi. What do we got for next week? Oh, boy. This is the one. This is the good. This is a good one. We're gonna do Uncharted and God of War two. We're gonna go. We're gonna be a bunch of Sony ponies. <laughs> gonna get real. Uh, how, talk about some Sony games. How the fuck? Don't know how to play these. Yeah, Uncharted. I mean, the Nathan Drake collection is on PS4. I yeah, think, right. So yeah. like that's that's doable. It might be PS Now too, right? Maybe. Yeah, uh, PS Now is gonna be the easiest way to do it. You can uh, get a seven week free trial of PS Now on PC. That's generous. Yeah, and then you can play Uncharted uh, in the Nathan Drake collection, and you can play God of War 2. They're both right there. I mean, they literally okay. released Uncharted collection for free to everyone because of the situation. Uh, yeah, we tweeted that it's... out, so hopefully some folks downloaded yeah. it before they took that down. So yeah. we address the fact that we were going to do Assassin's Creed and have recently <laughs> discovered that it is not playable on the internet anywhere in the we're, world? Yeah, so we were... We were um, that was the plan, was to do Assassin's Creed 1, and we have had considerable trouble getting um, a controller to work with it on PC. There are apparently hacks. 
so far none of them have worked for us Um, assassin's creed is bad but it's like such a bummer how hard it is to play some of these games like from just from a preservation and cultural perspective it's like it's it kind of bumps me out yeah i i think it's funny with uh how pc gamers always talk about like well you know everything's backward compatible on pc and it's like Mm, not always <laughs> like, not like really. GOG wouldn't need to exist if everything was truly backward compatible and then all these like dopey hacks that we've had to do for nearly every game just to get them to run yeah. I mean the fucking 2016 remaster of Bioshock is like dude look how wide your fucking screen is I'm flipping <laughs> out you expect me to run a game would you kindly get a smaller screen <laughs> <laughs> There's so much to fill up. I don't even know what to put over here. Yeah, I think that's it, everybody. Uh, but yeah, that's it. That's it. But, but uh, check those games out, and we will we will uh, join with you there again. If you want to send us mail about them, it mail at besties fan is the address to do that. Uh, you can also uh, sub- uh, follow us for free at Spotify if you follow that link. Besties fan. It's a great way to share the show too. Just uh, besties not fans. It's easy. Just I, do that. I also want to mention, like, there are actually new games coming out in the semi near oh future, yeah. which is pretty um, psyched. I'm pretty psyched. I th- Minecraft Dungeons comes out next week, and everything I've seen about that game weirdly gets me excited for Minecraft Dungeons. Yeah. It looks cool. It looks like a fucking cool, like Diablo uh, hack and slash loot game. It looks yeah. fun if you have not looked into it. Uh, and also, uh, obviously, Last of Us Two comes out in June. I want to say, and then uh, Ghost of Tsushima, as well as the game that I am most <sighs> excited for, fucking Paper Mario Origami King or whatever it's what? called, looks yeah. sick as hell. Yeah, I can't so do there are actually games coming out. So we will definitely, as the new games come out, we will be uh, returning to that. Uh, so you don't have to worry about missing out on those. Also, yep. Man Eater comes out in two days, and I uh, legally am not allowed to say anything about it. But I will say that it comes out in two days. I mean, and if it comes they, out in two okay, days, you we are can, because we we can see you blink a number of times between one and ten of what your official rating of the game is. Fun factor: star rating. You know, Polygon tilt. doesn't do review scores. And for reviewers, tilt. Can you just lean to one side or the other? Right. Um, I Open, stick out your tongue. Love GamePro references from 1994. <laughs> stick out your tongue to represent the fun factor of it, and I'll sort of. What guess. did Sushi X think about? It? Okay. <laughs> oh, we're a hundred thousand years old. We are mummies. <laughs> we're mummies. Uh, thanks for listening. Be sure to join us again next time for the besties. Because should the world's best friends pick the world's best games? is a Spotify original podcast in association with Vox Media. The show is edited by Jelani Carter. And our theme song is by Ian Dorsch. Besties!